0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the LOV spin-off, LOV Rewind pod. Um, unfortunately, our esteemed colleague, Chris Manning, can't be with us at the moment. He may well join us if he can later on, um, but he'll be, be sorely missed. So I'm taking over hosting duties tonight. Got a very special guest with us um, this evening who's, uh, who's given up his time to have a chat with us. Uh, fantastic right-back to the club, and Chris himself, as always said, he's the best right-back we've had in his time at the club, so one that Chris is gutted to be missing. Um, he joined us in the summer of 1997 for Middlesbrough for a £1.5 million fee. Good, great value for money. Did a sterling job over two seasons and uh, moved on to Watford after that. It's uh, Neil Cox who's joining us tonight. Good evening. Hi, Neil.
1: How
0: are you doing? Good. I'm fine, thank you. Fantastic. So... Good stuff. Um, so yeah, like I say, bear with me, people. It's my first time doing this uh, hosting duties. Like I say, Chris is uh, usually the man who's uh, in charge of that aspect. So um, I'm going to have a chat with Neil. I'm not just going to focus on his on his two years with us because it's, it was a short shortish time, obviously. Um, he's uh, you know he's had a very varied career, starting at his hometown club Scunthorpe and moving on to the likes of Aston Villa, Middlesbrough, Bolton, Watford, Cardiff, and finally Crewe. So, um, and a little spell at leak, I believe, at the end where you brought yourself out of retirement for a few games if uh, if Wikipedia tells me rightly anyway.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, when I was in, <laughs> getting into it, I did manage it, help some out and managed to play five or six games, I think.
0: Yeah, I'm approaching forty. So well I'll, we'll go into we'll go into that a bit uh, a bit later. But uh in, in relation to your uh, to your career, Neil, if we start off at the beginning and, and just go into um Going to the first sort of your first steps into football. How was it that you got into it? Was it a parental guidance or, or any particular inspiration, or you know that you, that you had from anyone?
1: Well, I was I lived in the, next to the old showground, which was Scunthorpe's old ground, um, and I used to be able to look out my parents' bedroom window and see the probably away goal. It was probably then, um, so that's where it started. Probably ages eight or nine, really watching yeah. the window, watching the games. Always helps, uh, doesn't it? If, you, if you're yes. right near a
0: stadium, that's, uh, that's a big a big one, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah. yeah.
1: And as I became probably 12 or 13, I was able to climb over walls and jump through and watch <laughs> the game fully, so without pain. So that's how it started, really, at the age of probably 13 going in and then uh, watching the likes of obviously Ian Bofan playing for Scunthorpe. I was going to say, yeah. Playing, yeah, playing cricket for England and, and watching stuff like that and then seeing some good players come through there. That's how it started, really, being a Getting really interested in football, really. Fantastic.
0: Well, um, looking at a bit of research at your at your early early career, I was uh, surprised to say surprised to see sorry that the um, that you were joining in pre season training at Scunthorpe from the age of eleven. It says it. Yeah, so
1: was it maybe
0: <clears> a bit a little bit older than that when you when you travelled to Burnley away in the, the first with the first team at about thirteen years old?
1: Yeah, that's Frank, right. Frank Barlow
0: who yeah, uh, invited you.
1: Yeah, you have done your own, but that's spot on. I was, um, <laughs> I was in the summer holidays. I was um, just I happened to go out. clean boots, whatever they needed to do. They only had two or three apprentices at the time, and I, I yeah. asked if I could go in, and they I joined in. I clicked balls behind the goals, and then obviously the more the more the possession came in, they let me join in as eleven and twelve year old with the first team. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's uh, amazing at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I still speak to a couple of the players now that was there at that time. Wow. Uh, which was good and um, yeah twelve, and then obviously come to play Frank really wanted me to sign to the club and obviously there was rumours especially locally that I was going to go other places I'd been on trial at Arsenal and been to have a look around the, the oh, academies yeah. at Sheffield and been all over um, but Frank invited me to a first team game and sat on the, on the, went on the first team coach at the age of 13 coming up 14
0: Wow, I mean that—that that must have been some some experience. Was was Beatty Botham both on that on that coach or he No, I that? think
1: he was. I think he was in the West Indies. Uh, this is right. Christmas time. I think he was in the West Indies playing cricket, and we Fair was enough. Uh, yeah, we was we was on the way to Burnley. Uh, I think it was maybe in Boxing Day around that sort of time when we went.
0: Right, fantastic. Well, I was going to say, is is that something that was quite normal at times for someone so young to be sort of involved? In the first team, was it was it because he was sort of uh, courted by the likes of Arsenal? Was it something that they were trying to do to to, to make you sign for the club and make you sure you sign for your hometown club? Do you think? Or? Yeah,
1: yeah, that was what they was trying to do, and they made me re- I mean, Frank Bar- Barlow made me really, really welcome into the club, and he said whatever you need, come in. And I was in every day. He used to invite me in to watch the first team games and go in the dressing room before games, and, and just starting to learn then. And he did what he wanted me, and he, he always came up to me. Uh, and spoke to me after training, How are you getting on? What do you think? And, and just got into my head really. And obviously I was a local boy, and I had the Scunthorpe shirt on, and and, and my and my favourite player on the back just at the time and the numbers, and that's how it started really. So I the first beginning of it is they wanted me to be a part of their team. They had no schoolboys at the time, and they, they was going to start this up. And uh, so yeah, I was looking forward to. It. And I was a Scunthorpe fan, and that's that's what all I wanted to do really was play at the old Showground. Fantastic. I mean, it's, not,
0: it's quite, quite, um, it's difficult to know back back then whether academies were, I, I wasn't even sure whether sort of academy, academies were a big thing. And I, I was guessing that you weren't sort of one of many schoolboys at that age sort of doing that. So you were quite sort of a unique case in a way, in, in that sense, weren't you, I think. But, yeah, um well. So just going on to your, uh, your debut, your debut debut by, by Mick Buxton in, uh, in 1990, yes. I believe. Yes, Um right. and you, At the age of were you 17, I think when you've, been, when you've been eighteen.
1: I was eighteen when the league debut. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So did you? Obviously, you were sort of involved from the age of thirteen, and I take you were playing. Did they have a reserve team, Scunthorpe? You sort of moved into that. Yeah,
1: and... I played in the youth team at fourteen. Um, played in the FA Youth Cup away at Peterborough at fourteen, and had get time off school and and things like that. And the school wasn't too happy because obviously I was a <laughs> I was a rough lad from Scunthorpe coming one day. In, in all my gear and then next day I was coming in with a shirt and tie travelling to watch football and they didn't really believe me <laughs> especially the teachers <laughs> thought it was a bit of a trouble cause and I thought they probably thought I was in court with a shirt and tie more than anything else um, but yeah that's how it started and then uh, we played in a lot of I think it was the Leyland Daff there which was a which was a, yeah. a uh, a competition between third and fourth division teams a, like a bit like a bit
0: like Johnston paint. so sort of, exactly yeah idea. Johnston you paint, know, yeah whatever it's sort. called now
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that that sort of a competition um and but didn't make me league debut till I was 18 under Mick Buxton yeah so did you feel that like you were maybe ready
0: was that about the right time that he pitched you in or did you feel like you maybe could have done it maybe a year earlier at 17 or did you feel that was right for Mick to throw no you he that
1: couldn't we could have done it earlier, and, I, and I'd, I'd been in many squads. I was uh, we, at the age of seventeen, and my first year as apprentice, we drew Chelsea in the uh, probably League Cup. Then it's probably yeah. the League Cup it was called then, and our Rumbelows Cup, I think what it was called. Uh, and I was on the bench at seventeen, at, at home to Chelsea and uh, away at Chelsea. Um, so there'd, there'd been at times where I, w- I was looking to get in, um, but we didn't have many injuries that season. I can remember we was fortunate. A first year apprentice, the club didn't have many injuries and the, the first team was doing really well. So the young lads at the club at the time wasn't really needed. So it was disappointing, but it was good for the first team at the time.
0: Yeah. So what, what league was Scum talking at that
1: point? The old fourth division.
0: Fourth division, division. right. Yeah. yeah. So that's a League Two, what it would be now. yeah League Two. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, it's a uh, it's still a big big step from sort of reserve football to, to make yeah. your debut, but it was uh, something you were sort of more than more than uh, able to to do at, at eighteen, and you, you progressed quite quickly when playing uh, seventeen league games that season. Um, well, I say that season, I think um, you didn't even play a full season, with come thought really, because no. um, you were linked with the likes of Spurs, and after just seventeen league games, as I said, you were uh, you were. Well, Aston Villa came in for you and um, and signed you for four hundred thousand pounds, which was the biggest sale in Scunthorpe's history at the time, and uh, and a big a big leap for you. And also, they managed to get some uh, the bonus of two
1: thousand claret and blue seats <laughs> uh, from <laughs> that's their, right.
0: still there at Glanford Park to this day. I
1: understand. Yeah, that's right. We um, uh, <laughs> it was quite funny because when we the, the deal was done, there was myself and Richard all um, who went to Southampton on the same day. Yeah, and we was both in this, both come through the U. Uh, Franks together, um, and I, we'd both got in the first team. I was playing right back, and he was playing centre half for the first team.
0: Yeah, and, I remember him.
1: Um, Yeah, yeah. We, we had a call that we thought we was both going to go to Tottenham. Tottenham was trying to do a deal to get us both in there, but. I don't think there was any add ons, and they just wanted to pay so much up front. And then You'll within see. a matter of six, seven hours, I was on in the car on the, car, on on the, the M6, to, yeah. yeah, on the way to Birmingham to sign yeah. for Aston Villa. And Richard Orr was down the motorway to sign for Southampton on the same day. Yeah, so it would have been nice for you to
0: sort of move together and have that sort of. Uh person to help you help you with your move wouldn't it but uh, yeah. obviously yeah. it's uh, must have been a, ma- a massive sense of pride you've been able to help your hometown club even though you're still a young lad and obviously that sort of thing would maybe not come into your mind but you know you,
1: it's great it must have been great feeling to help your club like that yeah it, it was uh, I, to be on the first thing i didn't really want to leave because obviously i was I was it's your hometown home- club at the end yeah, of the day I, yeah I, yeah I, that's all i ever thought of i was playing for my hometown club um and then obviously there's rumours flying around that clubs were interested in me. But I didn't really, we, myself and Richard and there was another like Graham Alexander was in the same youth team as us as, I was as gonna, well.
0: I was going to come, come, come on yeah. to him.
1: Yeah, we never thought about that. We worked hard. We got on with it. After the first team players really got stuck into us. I mean, seriously got us into us. And, and there was on us every day. Got to train better. Got to do better. Got to be more aggressive. Got to get in the gym. <laughs> um, and, and, they look, and our first team players at the time really looked up to them. Um, the Steve Listers and Plit pays like was excellent to us, and 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 they didn't bully us, but they manhandled us in the right way, I would say. Yeah. And um, yeah. when the time came to come to Aston Villa, it was things that I was I was wary of, because it was a massive step, but it's a thing that
0: as a young boy yeah. you can't turn down. Exactly. I mean, I mean Villa. Just to give a bit of context, Villa. Were... Probably an even bigger club back then than they are now, in a sense, because of the fact they'd been well, they did won the European Cup I think, in eighty-eighty-two. Yeah. I did not I've not researched yeah. that so off the top yeah. of my head. That's so they're, right. they're, they're not longer European sort of superpower, and yeah. uh, and they and they actually. Um, looking at the research, I was quite surprised as to who signed you and uh, and his <laughs> and his role. It was uh, obviously Dr. Joseph I don't know whether he was a doctor at the time he signed yes. you, but Dr. Joseph Stengloss, who was uh, he's now eighty-four years old, the ex Czech yep. Republic manu- manager who took them to the World Cup quarterfinals in nineteen ninety, and he was the first ever ever, foreign manager of an English club, which is obviously a big uh, one, one, one for the quiz bus, so I imagine. But, so you left in July 1991 and uh, you joined Aston Villa, obviously. i guessing, yeah. obviously, at that first stage, you're you just looking, sort of being in and around the first team, you're not expecting to dislodge, I think, Earl Barrett, who was there at the time, unless that was somebody Ron signed. Ron, I that somebody was somebody Ron read. signed, yeah. Ron right. signed
1: a year later, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so so just after five months of bringing you to the club, um, they they struggled to stay in the division that season, but did did stay up. They weren't didn't have the best of times, and uh, and Dr Bengloss departed after only five months of you spending time with him, basically. So despite yeah. your short time together with him, what was he like, and did he bring any sort of revolutionary ways with him from the continent that sort of hadn't yet been seen in English football? Well, it, well,
1: it, it was interesting because he didn't speak very very good English at the time. And, and we had some we had some top players there. Obviously, Nigel Spinks was there, Paul McGrath was there, David Price was there. We had some top top players. And I walked into a football club. And and the first day I signed, I trained at Villa Park under. I think it was two foot of snow. She was doing runs up and down <laughs> the center uh, at Villa Park. Yeah, and, and then we
2: Barea. got
1: on a, yeah. yeah, and we got on a plane and flew to Hong Kong. Wow. So I'm on a plane to Hong Kong after playing playing at Halifax four months <laughs> earlier. And now I'm on a plane to Hong Kong for two weeks with Aston Villa.
2: Yeah, it's uh, a, yeah. It,
1: yeah, it was a different world. Yeah, it was different world. They'd been knocked out of the FA Cup third round, so they had no fourth round. So they had a competition. They, they got like, invited to go to Hong Kong, which they took up, and we uh, we went over there, and we, we played two games and partied a little bit, uh, should I say, <laughs> in, in Hong Kong as they do, and uh, got to meet everybody, and, and people were so friendly. That's how it started, but I was quite surprised because I came through Mick Bucks and hard Rage manager, but Mr. Bengloss was more, Dr. Vengloss was more of a, you must eat right, get preparation right, you eat your pasta, bang, 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 bang. and then after games yeah. you go back to hotel and do the same thing, which is what they do now, and the people look after exactly, the yeah. diet position. but the lads used <laughs> the lads used to go back to hotel after a game on a Saturday and go straight to the bar, and he couldn't <laughs> understand it, it's, it's yeah. the mentality of, of footballers from then, which was of probably course. by... Socializing and having a beer together,
2: absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. But
1: now the players and he brought that into that. He brought that he started to bring the heart rate monitors in by doing it by wow. hand. And if, a, if you yeah. want working hard enough, so I was quite surprised. and The diet was big, gun the body fat was really, good, uh, really unbelievable. How he started when I was there, and the weight system we was doing, the weight lifting we was doing, was Olympic weights then, which wow was really incredible then that was doing it because it wasn't really for another probably seven or eight years after that that I started doing them properly again when probably Wengos left Ron didn't have anything to do with that but other clubs did that Um, Manchester United started doing it Tottenham started doing it um, Arsenal definitely started doing it obviously the diets changed and everything there when, when their new manager came in so yeah it was probably five or six years ahead of anybody else yeah, I was going to say, I mean, Arsene Wenger gets
0: credited with with that sort yeah. of influence mainly, doesn't he? But maybe Vengloss was was there and doing it before him, but perhaps didn't have the longevity at Villa to sort of be credited with with bringing that in, and perhaps it didn't quite work because they didn't he didn't have the players there who maybe had the mentality to, to sort of make that work for them.
1: No, yeah, that was we really we had a um, and this is not no disrespect, we had a drinking mentality, which everybody did at that time. <laughs> Um, and we had a lot of the 27, 28 year olds 29 year olds in the squad. If we'd have had a lot of 22, 23, you'd probably been able to get hold of them at that time. Might have got through through. yeah might have got through to them, but these players had been doing it for years, and and, and they've <laughs> yeah. had, had great careers, and uh, and so it was difficult to change people.
0: I think, like a lot of players around, sort of like you say, twenty-eight, twenty-nine years old. It's ingrained in some; they've been doing yeah. it for years, like you say, and that, and yeah. they've not really seen the ill effects at that point. But by the time they hit probably thirty-three, thirty-four, they couldn't probably cope with exactly. the rigors of football because of what yeah. they've done to the bodies. But anyway, we'll we'll move on from yeah. that. Um, so obviously, you were big. Ron Atkinson came in in that summer and um, and guided Villa to a, a hugely impressive second place finish in that season, in the nineteen ninety three season. So you were. You were in and around the first team. You made six starts in the league and nine sub appearances. Again, it's my uh, my internet uh, reliability. That's so, right. Yeah. is right. It's decent. So you were starting to adapt to, to playing in the top division, getting appearances here and there. Obviously, like I mentioned before, Earl Barrett was a signing a big Ronzo, Who obviously was the first choice right back. Were yeah. you just seen as a right back at that point, or were you sort of seen as somebody who could play centre back or even left
1: back? I did. I didn't play many. Ga- I didn't mean to play games, but right back. I filled in a lot of the times as a right midfield player. Oh right, okay. Um, under Ron, Ron tried to sign me. for, Ron, uh, the, My disappointment was Ron tried to sign me for Chef Wednesday before I went to Aston Villa, and I turned them down. Ah, right. I, and I even said to Ron that I, Ron, at the time, Ron, they was in. I think Chef Wednesday was in the old second division, and Villa was in the first division. Yeah, at the time, the top division. And I yeah. said to Ron, I, I, I need to go to them. Frank Barlow was at Sheffield Wednesday at the time, and he was the one who was trying to get the deal done. Said you must sign this lad. But obviously, I was going to Aston Villa, and he, yeah. I think he had a little bit of the ump when I got there. Well, you've turned me down once; you're not going to turn me down. You're going <laughs> to. So that's how it felt. Yeah. And, um, but he was he was anti young players. Ron was. Ron was built on bringing players in, signing big name players. Yeah, yeah, yeah tried and yeah. tested. And it wasn't till the second year that we we, we got a chance really. And um, a few think- of us have got a chance.
0: I was gonna say, like you obviously had looking through the names in the squad at that point. You were playing there's a big Irish contingent of Villa with, yes. with like you mentioned before, Paul McGrath, Ray yeah. Houghton, Steve Staunton. Really, really famous names, obviously. Yeah. Two yeah. X United, one X United, two X Liverpool. And yeah. obviously you were you're a big club and you you're on the up. It must have been great to be part of the squad, you know, even just looking at these names in the change room, I'll just come up with some more names here, Mark Bosnich, Dwight yeah. York just starting his career at the club, Dean Saunders who I imagine was maybe part of the drinking culture anyway, yeah. uh, and Frank, <laughs> Frank McAvenny who's another one who's well known yes. for his, uh, his, his yeah. wild ways wild way, shall we say, so like yeah. I say be, being around these characters, obviously learning from the good ways and the bad ways how, how was it learning from these sort of big, really big characters in the game obviously Ron had Ron had formed the squad. It may maybe not all of them, because obviously he inherited yeah. some of them. But how was it, sort of being around these characters?
1: Well, well, Ron had obviously Ron had come in, bought the characters in. he bought the Liverpool, as you say. You brought Steve Staunton in, who'd, who'd won the who'd won the old league and yeah. uh, Ray Outton had won the league with Liverpool, and then you brought Andy Townsend in. Kevin Richardson who Kevin Richardson had won three, I think three, uh, trophies. Uh, yeah, I Ever- think Everton, he'd won with Everton, and, yeah. uh, Everton Arsenal. Yeah. Winning Spain with Real Sociedad. Uh, Real Sociedad. Um, yeah, well. So he was, he was excellent. So we had some good players, but they pushed you. They pushed everybody. They pushed themselves. And, and Ron really didn't coach, or nobody coached. Andy Gray at the time it was a system. I didn't really coach. We just played 8v8, 9v9s. And that's all we did every day from the first day of preseason. Oh. We just played 9v9, 10v10s, 8v8s, 5v5s, and there's no coaching. <laughs> but everybody was on to each other. The Liverpool lads demanded that you had to win the 5 aside, the 6 aside, the 7 side And that's how they did it at Liverpool. And it was all about if you trained, you had to train hard. There was none of that. Oh, I'll just go in there and have a jog around today because you won't get away with it. Uh, and Ron let the players run everything. Ron was the manager and picked the team. Uh-huh. And the players run the dressing room at the time, uh, which was excellent because everybody got a chance. And if, if you played well, the older players would knock on the door and say, listen, give, give Cox a go, give Froggett a go, give Ekiog a go, because that's what they're doing. And it was the senior boys who run everything, which was excellent to give us a chance. You touched on the fact that he always liked
0: his tried and trusted plays and perhaps it made his job a lot easier. Or oh, whatever, you know, he's well known himself <laughs> for his, uh, his far-boy yes. ways and perhaps he, perhaps, he, perhaps he thought his life would be made a lot easier if he brought in players. Players
2: of that nature, I suppose. But
0: yeah, that's um, how we. That's in, how he in that
1: squad as well. There's a few players. Sorry, say the second meal. That's how we Wanted to do it. He 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 wanted the players to run it and play. He used to just say the team took was just go out and play. I and mean, there's no tactics. He didn't do many much work on on a on a away te- on away team. Really didn't really worry about it unless you went away to obviously to Liverpool and you had to you had to go John Barnes. Well, you need to double up on him. Whatever. Well, the rest of us just go out there and play and enjoy it, which was, which is a good way to look at. It.
0: Yeah, I, I say obviously a simpler time, and, and obviously, some which Ron obviously felt was uh, uh he, he, he could trust you guys to to, to play and, and do do the job, really. And obviously, it worked finishing second. Yeah. I mean, like said, he didn't win the league, but I don't know how I did actually research how close you were to uh, what he would have won the league that season. Well, Man 10? United, won the first
1: premiership, Man United, well, United, was United. The first premiership. yeah, yeah, and uh, we was I think with five games to go, we was three points ahead. And and what happened yeah. was, um, Dalian Atkinson got himself fit and and Ron yeah. left Dwight York out and but and Dalian in, and it just didn't work because Yorkie when Dino was on fire. I'm still looking back at it now, if it have kept probably York and Saunders, would have won the league that year. I think that's uh, when no. that's when Brucey scored two against Chef Wednesday, two, in Wednesday, yeah, about two days Bruce late, and he he Kid.
0: Yeah, yeah, and about the 98th minute and uh, <laughs> yeah. famous kid, kid and Ferguson celebration. Yeah, exactly, the that was it. it. That was Sliding it, yeah. on the knees. Yeah. You know, so that was that was a painful memory for you. Then obviously yes. being part of yeah. would have been part of it. You'd have had a title winners. you uh, had a title winners medal, wouldn't
1: you? You'd have had a, yeah. a medal you? yeah, you have have because I'd have played enough games. And yeah, yeah, you would. A medal, yeah. And, yeah, we would oh, see a big, big disappointed. As I say, Aston Villa that the that, that we we never won it that year.
0: Yeah, I was going to say to my shame, I was actually... Uh, well, I say to my shame, but my dad was a United fan, so he took me to games, and it wasn't until I was about 11 or 12 where I sort of turned away from the dark side and started Sporting Wanderers through, through a friend, really. So I remember being on... Uh, I remember actually being... Like away on holiday and, and hoping United would win and Villa would lose around that time, mm-hmm. and, and he would know. So, sort of, so many years later, i would be chatting to someone who's in, in that squad. But anyway, so obviously, obviously, just, just you mentioned a couple of players who are no longer with us there. It's very sad. Obviously, with Daly daily in a new go, and also still yeah. Regis. Surprising that he was still at the club at that yeah. at that point winding his career down. So, yeah. three three names who we've, we've sadly lost in the in the recent
1: Our years. I room with Cyril as well. Ah. I, they booked me. And what, Ron, what What Ron's one of Ron's messages. Was that a young lad room with a senior pro? My first got there was with Nigel Spinks. And uh, that's a good idea. Let, yeah. yeah, later on, I think it's the young boys to make the Cup of Tea for the senior boys and or whatever open the cans of the beer, whatever it was. So I, I managed to room with Big C for probably four or five months. Uh, so. And what an absolute great character! Uh, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, lovely man, lovely person, lovely family, but but really helped you. You sat in that room, and because we spent a lot of time away. Ron had you in hotels for home games and away games. So it was a bit right. different. Ron used to do it different, but he used to have a couple of beers and then go to bed and, or have steak and chips, a couple of beers and go to bed and then sit with Big C. And he used to tell you, this, you need to be doing this and this is how it works and how, how difficult he had it with, with the obviously racism coming in and stuff like that, how it's changed. Absolutely, yeah. um, but yeah. what an absolute great character and uh, did help me through my career. Fantastic.
0: I mean, that's. Um... Someone such a big name, so we just to to sort of be to go from a lad at Scunthorpe and then be rooming with him within six yeah. months. You must be like, you must have been pinching yourself at the time. Sort of, yeah. uh, you know, sounds like a perfect sort of life. Go for a couple of beers, steak and chips, chatting to a legend <laughs> of the game. Yeah. Sounds fantastic, but um, yeah. so moving on. Just just a quick question about your time with England under twenty one. Was that was around that sort of time? Was it when you yeah, were sort that's of with really right. under twenty one set up? I don't yeah. actually know much about. It. I know you went six caps from. Uh,
1: who who was in your age group at that time? Who was the manager? So at the time, Laurie McMenemy took us. Um, obviously, he was working with Graham, say Graham say Taylor. Graham Taylor, yeah, yeah. Ryan, man, yeah, um, yeah. And then I can remember the squad. We had Cole. Um, Andy Cole, Andy, yeah. Jamie Redknapp, um, it was younger Matt Maneman, uh, Richard All was in there, which was obviously good to see somebody else. Neil Ardley, that's how I first met Neil Ardley. That's how you that's met him, first, right? Which, that's, yeah. a, that's a question I was
0: going to ask further down the yeah, line. And, and, and first that,
1: met. Um, that, that was a,
0: an asterisk I put next to it, was it? With yeah. the under 21s, yeah, yeah, yeah. right.
1: And um, uh, Darren Anderson and, and people like that. Uh, Talented group, then, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. talented group who all was really good, bunch of lads. And every time we obviously still see each other now, every now and then, it might be a golf competition or something like that. And we we get together. So, yeah, we had a um, a really, really good under 21s. And I think Raymond Taylor that year, I think Andy Cole played for under 21s and went into the first team. I think Robbie Fowler, McManaman did. They all left under 21 games and went to play in the first team, which was good. Fantastic.
0: I mean, did you did he fill
1: in it? Were you a right-back at the time? Or I was play playing. Hard? I played centre-midfield play. With, I played the starting match. I played a couple of games for the Villa in the middle of midfield and he worked to put me in there and then I did, obviously played Holland at home um, and, and had to go man to my Mark Edgedavid, which was, obviously, he was there and, and I had to <laughs> wow. just follow him round the pitch and we won 4-1 four, four at home at Portsmouth oh, or something. Oh, so, obviously
0: yeah, obviously, it, Obviously, did a good job then, I mean, I suppose, yeah. if you won 4-1. yeah. Well, that's uh, that's a bit of an eye opening for me because I didn't realise you were sort of ever really played in midfield. To be honest, yeah. that's the type of things that you, you find out when you when you get people unlike yourself, which is great. So uh, moving on to the to the following season, obviously, any second bit of a heartbreak that you were three points clear um, with only five games to go, and, and obviously yeah. lost that lead. Uh, the following season was a bit more of a. Um, a disappointment, I suppose, with a 10th place finish. Um, but obviously, personally for yourself, you um, became more established and played 22 games in total in the league. I'm not quite sure in yeah. the cup. And uh, scored a couple of goals as well. But again, I wouldn't pretend uh, to know who those were against, but you can tell me that. So yeah, quite... <laughs> <sighs> yeah go, on, go, on, go on, Neil.
1: So Everton, was, Everton I think um, everybody expected us to do really well that year and we got off to a really poor start. Remember it, and we got off to it, and didn't change. And then uh, he was chopping and changing Rom, and, and say so after that we went on a great run of form, and he uh, ended up being a, a not bad season, even though we finished tenth.
0: Right, so, so obviously you played you played quite a few, quite a number of games more than you did the follow the season before. We yeah. we quite happy with the the amount of involvement you had that season, with you only being obviously still still a really young lad, sort of 19, 20 years old, I imagine at that point.
1: Yeah, I, I was working my way in. It was difficult because what I used to do, I used to probably fill in. At the time, there's only two subs, so Ron you said well, so you can be your your sub because you can fill in." Because you a exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. obviously, yeah. playing in goal one game when Nigel Spink gets sent off, I go in goal, and because at times they train me with the goalkeepers just in case. At the time, there's no sub goalkeepers.
0: Uh, you did, left. you did go in
1: goal. Or, or you I, I did, yes, did went in goal. Yes, oh yeah. Um, I, did, I didn't we that, did I? Yeah, <laughs> no. But the year we won the Coca-Cola Cup, the last game of the season was away at Southampton. Um, we made a sub early. Paul McGrath had gone off early. And then Nigel Spink got sent off. And I went in goal um, <laughs> second for about 43 minutes. Wow. I went in goal. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I played... Uh, I think I got conceded one. Uh, That's not bad. And... Um, can get good save. Nah, no, not really. I think... I think I think Tizier was pinging balls at the crossbar from 30 yards every time. I can he imagine. Him, so, yeah, so <laughs> it was one of them, really. But I think I played every position for Aston Villa. I played wow. up front in a couple of games, obviously played left-back, right-back, centre-back, midfield player all over. And then we're playing in goal as well, which is, is probably why it didn't do me any favours, really. Because I couldn't <laughs> That's keep a, a place down.
0: Well, you, I was going to say that's that's unbelievable. I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. You think you'd be on, you think you'd be on the internet? Some, some, you know, when keep when an outfield play goes goes in net, it's, like, mm-hmm. it's everywhere mm-hmm. these days, isn't it? But there was no Twitter yeah. back then, I
1: suppose. So. No Twitter. But,
0: no. Uh, in relation Relations, to, to that season, obviously. you're you, the squad was very similar to the season before. Obviously, you'd done so well. I think you added Andy Townsend, another another Irish. Yes, now. not really yeah. Irish, but Irish yeah. in the, in terms that he played for the national team. Um, yeah. So it was quite a similar squad, and, and obviously you were uh, you had you had a number of you know so you're playing more games, so you're getting more game time, even though it's perhaps you've not nailed down a, yeah. a position for yourself. I did notice in that season as well that you were. Um, you, you had a game at Burnham Park, which would be a, a bit of a, a disappointment for you because you lost one 0 to the Wanderers in the fifth round of the FA Cup. Fifth uh, round
1: and, of the FA Cup, that's and right. And you yes.
0: Started that game, so yeah. Any recollections
1: yeah. of the old oh, Burnham Park? I remember Burnham Park. I've been there many times. Playing there with Scunthorpe as well for their you'd only shows. played
0: there, yeah. Yeah,
1: Burnham Park was absolutely underwater. Remember it? <laughs> I think it was a television game. I had to give it on, and I, th- I was lucky enough. I played right midfield that day. So I was in the mud in the middle. Uh, So it was very. (laughs) We had a good. I think that is that not the year up the Villa got to the Coca Cola final and beat Manchester. Yeah, it is. I'll just come into that. That's my next question. (laughs) So we was we was we was playing. We was poor in the league, but excellent in the in the in the cup. Uh, But when we drew Bolton, obviously Bolton were uh, one of them teams that there was just going every team to be every team they played in the FA Cup, they beat them. Uh, yeah. and the a yeah awesome. liverpool yeah. on the tv ass on the tv with everybody so we knew it was going to be difficult and we remember we conceded late on um but we played really well on the day and Ron came in and said come on let's get on the bus we've got some more games to play and he never had a go because no. on the day it was one of them cup ties where it was I can remember there's tackles flying in all over the place i remember that but the pitch was suited for it then because as soon as you went yeah. to ground, you was covered in mud, so it was ideal, <laughs> really. So,
0: exactly. And then, they never used to call games off for for anything no, like no. anything those days. They now there's a, a smattering yeah. of rain and there's health and safety officials out and everything. But anyway, so right. like like you say, with uh, you referred to the season that was the season that you uh, won the uh, Coca-Cola Cup against yeah. Manchester United at Wembley after beating Tranmere, only yeah. just squeaking past Tranmere on penalties um, after a four-four yeah. four aggregate draw in the semi. So you played against Manchester United at Wembley. Obviously, you were on the bench, but you came yeah. on as a half time sub for Steve Staunton. Um yeah. did he did he play at left back now or did ill barrett
1: switch over so he could play right back or did he did he play midfield? No I play? went I went to right back. I went to right back. Uh, yeah, Earl went somewhere else to, to do it. So I went on as as right back. Um, were you nervous very, when he came very, on? Has it been a very, massive occasion? Very nervous. Yeah. Obviously obviously two 0 up as well obviously two 0 up yeah, um, against Manchester United, who probably only had been beaten three times that season. I was going to say uh, their team was fantastic. Looking yeah. at that, looking at our
0: line. Yeah. I mean, obviously so it was Villas. Obviously you beat them, yeah. but yeah. Uh, you must have had a good team out which, which you did. But yeah. that was uh, that, that the occasion, at Wembley obviously is you know something something that's huge for again. You're still a young lad at this time, yeah. and uh, so see, did you normally get nervous before games, or was it just the occasion? No. Which,
1: didn't get nervous. or oh, when I started, didn't get nervous. But I did get nervous when I was sub, especially for the Villa. When I was sub for the I think because you expect you need to go do something in a big club, and and they're going to see it. But coming on in the final I was very nervous. And Ron said, "Come on, we're winning. Make sure you carry off Jesus, the last thing I need to know. <laughs> so like yeah. Ron was like one liners. Come on, on you'd be all right. And then I, and then obviously I was marking Mike Hughes for the corner, and he scored. But looking up, we went, yeah. and, we went on and scored. Got and another one. Zones, yeah, on Saunders yeah, the game. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. So I mean, obviously, winning a winning a medal and, and celebrating at Wembley, yeah. y- your career's going absolutely fantastic. And forty league games and three league goals in in, in you see uh, up to that point. Yeah. Um, and and I, I noticed that you actually managed to get a European game in at home to Slovan Bratislava. You played yeah. against, yeah. and uh, unfortunately got knocked out the following round by Deportivo La like, who, who had Bebeto in the team. But yes.
2: uh, was
0: how how was the like a proper European night at Villa Park under the football. So what was the attendance like of that sort against... of I think
1: I think that, that that year when Ron was there because because I think it was 38,000 40,000 sell out every week
2: wow um, fantastic obviously
1: the Deportivo game with, with the Beto and and, and then playing home and away was I was subbing both games which it was unbelievable yeah, I know so, that, yeah. to see top top players I mean they were top players and, and Absolutely, I was fortunate yeah. to play with some world class players we showed what Top class plays could produce on big nights, and it, uh, Villa Park was uh, Villa Park was brilliant at the best of times. Yeah, it's European great nights, they've had some great times. Obviously, the year I signed, they'd just be into Milan and away. Yeah, so they got yeah. used to they got used to the uh, European Cup nights, which was which is brilliant to be obviously playing at Halifax, and then <laughs> seven eight months or a year later playing in a, in, a, in a Champions League game is completely different.
0: Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's just uh, such a big leap, but obviously you'd, you'd adapted really well to it. So, obviously, I mean, you, you've, you've celebrated the win at Wembley. You've come on as a half time sub. You're not first you're not choice, but you, you're certainly in Ron's thoughts. He trusts you to come on at such a big game at half time. Uh, what made you decide yeah. to leave the club that summer? Was it a feeling that Big Ron was perhaps moving on himself, which he did in the November? Or was it just that Middlesbrough and perhaps Brian Robson uh, made you feel so wanted that, that, that you felt that it was the right move for you because you became Borough's first million-pound-plus
1: player, another, another record fee for you? Yeah, I think what I'd done, I'd played, I'd played 17 league games at Scunthorpe and then moved to Aston Villa and tried to learn a trade um, and yeah. we're not playing many games because Villa were a massive club, they could afford to go into a transfer market and, and buy people, which they did. Il Barrett was a fantastic player. Uh, they they also got Darius Kubicin as well, which was the which was a Polish, Lord, Polish is he? Yeah, yeah, Polish fullback. So I just thought my time was going to be difficult. They offered me a new contract, uh, right? Villa did, they offered me one, but. I was adamant that I wanted to go play regular first team football. I'd knocked on Ron's door on many occasions. Ah, I said, okay. Gaff, I'm sub every week or I'm not playing. Can you just let me go out on loan? And and, and every week he said, Well, they've been in for that. I don't really want you to go. I want you to go. And, and I couldn't go. I, not to count, you'd come in, and a lot of teams would come in. A couple of other um, Division One or the Premiership clubs would come in to me on loan, but Ron wouldn't let me go. And, I just felt I needed to play, and then obviously I got a telephone call from from I got a telephone call from uh, Brian Robson actually through and Sina that, Regis
0: That must have been something, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously being a Manchester United fan, and obviously Captain Marvel was, was, was old as old I look up to as a midfield player, and loved the way he played. And we'd had a tussle in the uh, game when Villa had played Manchester United that year, and went, and, the, and obviously top two teams, and there was a lot of argy-bargy and, yeah, tackles yeah. flying in and a lot of scrapping and he'd had a go at me had a go back and he said <laughs> to me oh, you young son for I said oh, you old gits get on with it and he was one of them and he remembered it and anyway he invited me up in the bar and we had a beer later on he was really kind to me So like oh, that's in good attitude well played and six oh, months fantastic. later he was ringing me yeah he was ringing me and said well, a, I'm going to go to a Middlesbrough would you like to join me it was <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable.
0: Yeah, that that must have made... Obviously, Big Ron was a a huge character, but obviously you're not not playing every game. Like you say, you've been knocking on his door and he won't won't let you go because he's so versatile. Yeah, that's right. You can can trust him wherever wherever he plays you, but um, you you can't really blame him for not letting you move on, I suppose. But in that sense, you you just felt that um, it's a bit nearer your hometown as well. Middlesbrough, it's a bit nearer than than Birmingham. Um, It's about 100 miles, I think, roughly, is it? Yeah, that's about right, yeah. Yeah, so, like I say, it's, it's just, was it a bit of a no-brainer, really, even though you had to drop down a level,
1: It was a no-brainer because I needed to play, I needed to get my career started. Uh, and and even though did, Aston yeah. Villa was a massive club, and when I left, I was really, am I doing the right thing? But I needed to play and agents and players saying, Listen, I don't think it's a good move for you. This would be a better move for you. Staying at Villa would be a bigger club. Bang, bang, bang. You never know what's going to happen. I just wanted to play football. And I just felt sometimes I was training training on a Friday and not going to play on a Saturday. And I, I, it wasn't what I wanted. I was just wanting to play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. I'd have gone back to Scunthorpe and played Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, because <laughs> that's what I wanted. And when Middlesbrough came knocking, I... And what they was gonna do with the club. I just thought it's something I can't and I knew I'd have to fight for my place because there was also some good players there. He was signing yeah, Trevor yeah. Blackmore, which he told me. Curtis Fleming was already at the football club, which he was a good player.
0: Yeah. So I knew it was a
1: good Yeah. Yeah, but I, at the time I was gonna be one of their number one signings or, or one of their signings. So, so I thought i oh, like the shirt's gonna be mine. It's up to me to lose it. And that's how, yeah. and that's how I dealt with it.
0: Fantastic. And like I say, it must have been a big such a big um What's the word? Well let me think you know, a big swacy that such a legend of the game had so much faith in you to, to sort of make that Make you his record, well, the club's record sign at the time. And, yeah. and uh, I suppose you wanted to repay the faith that he, he'd showed in you by bringing you there. So your first yeah. season at Middlesbrough went, worked out pretty much perfectly as you finished um, champion. I look, researching this again, I, I was yeah. surprised to see only two teams were promoted yeah. from the Championship that season as the Premier, Premier League or whatever it was, mm. Premiership, whatever it was called at that point, was yeah. reduced from 22 to 20 right. teams. So there was literally Bolton. Reading and Middlesbrough were sort of the top three, and um, obviously Middlesbrough finished top of the top of the shop, um, three points yeah. there of Reading, and then Bolton in third. So yeah. first promotion of your career. Obviously, you've, you've you've not really had a chance to get a promotion at that point because nope. you, you've been league you know, bottom league and then top league, yeah. and then you you're down to the Championship, the, what the equivalent. So how was it being a regular um, sort of that first season, playing virtually every game, and and being in a team who were you know, destined for the Premier League and, and, and you were you were sort of fulfilling your, your the expectation their their signing the signing of you was was a great deal.
1: Yeah well obviously I had the opportunity to go play for Middlesbrough with Brian Robson and a fantastic chairman Steve Gibson but he also we also when I got there there were some good players at that football club and people think oh Robson brought six five players in. He did but there was Craig Ignit there was Paul Wilkinson there was John Andrew there was some top top players at the club that had played in the premiership and come down. Yeah, and that year was going to be difficult because I'm sure did only one team go up on one playoff team. Is that right? That's that's um, that's right. Yeah, just two that's teams. That's right. So yeah. if I can remember that, that that's the that we played and Bolton went up on the playoffs. That that's was going On the playoffs. That's, that's correct. Right. Yeah, we beat Reading so we four were, three. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. We sand. was going to a new stadium the next year, so we knew it was under massive pressure. Um, but we got off to a great start. I mean, Ayrson Park was absolutely rammed every game. There was four thousand people outside that couldn't get tickets. We just started off. I think we won the first seven games, which always helps.
0: Yeah, so we,
1: yeah. we, we went on a run, and obviously went to Bolton, drew one-one, and we went to Reading, and went down to nine men, and I think we won one-nil or one-one, whatever it is. So we, we had a we had a good team spirit. We had a great team spirit, in fact. And the, the Robson and Viv Anderson and Gordon McQueen—they was all part of it, and was all knit together as a as a as a squad and a club that just all stuck together.
0: Fantastic, and so Viv and uh, Gordon McQueen were part of Brian Brian Robson's yeah. backroom staff. Yeah,
1: Viv and yeah. Gordon was a part of the the, the your backroom staff at the time. Yeah, fantastic.
0: So obviously you you're back in the Premier League where you've where you played your last few seasons with Aston Villa. Obviously back well, um, back in the big time. Obviously, so you um the the next season you you end up in uh, well, it was just. Quickly moving forward into that season you'd finished 12th and on 43 yeah. points a very successful season for a promoted club and yeah. did you did you feel like you played perhaps the best level of your career in that season you played 35 games scored a couple of goals yeah. um, were, you, were you sort of playing mainly as right back at that point And you sort of well, found your position or we you still been moved it, around a bit
1: no I was we changed it we changed it the last game of the season in the, in the league we played Tram We was all promoted and we went to a three at the back end we played we played obviously wing backs Right. which probably suited me at the time because obviously I was either a right midfield player or I was a right back and I got forward more so we played as, as a as a five really which is suited me down to, the, down to the ground so I could get forward and that's what Rob, Robson wanted me to do and that's why I played most of my games and really, really enjoyed it I had a great run and got loads and loads of chances scored some goals set up some goals and I think Christmas time we was probably third in the league on a great result, but I think we lost 13 games in a row. Oh, God. Oh, no. I didn't, I didn't yeah. research that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we lost 30, 13 or 12 games in a row. And and, we was, and the end of the day, it was a disappointing season because we came wherever we did on 43 points. But if the season, had, if it had gone the opposite way, we started poorly and won games at the end. It have felt season. like it was a great yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. So, so exactly. It was a good season because we had to stay up to some good teams in, in it that, that year, and it was a hard division. Yeah. Um, but we had a great season and, and it was it was disappointing the way we finished the season, really. Yeah, so like you say, if you'd, if you'd vice versa,
0: you'd have felt yeah. like on cloud nine that you'd... Exactly. You'd sort of, but, but then again, you'd have probably been in the relegation zone if you'd done <laughs> yeah. it the other way around. But yeah, yeah. I didn't realise you would, you'd, we were sort of right towards the top end of the table. I'm
1: sure I can remember we went to Everton Boxing Day and I, I, we got beat 1-0 at Everton and were struggling that year. And I can remember... I can remember if we'd not, we'd have come really gone second in the league then, and I don't think we won again. until, it must have been end of March then. Wow, it was one of them sort a, of big, runs where big we just drop come, off. pick A win-up, yeah, massive yeah. drop-off, yeah.
0: But I suppose you, you you were never in the never in the at the stage where you're worrying about relegation, no,
1: never, never, never. a bit of complacency yeah. set in, maybe. It, it was it was probably probably was, or we, we did have a few injuries and chopped in chains and changed and enough, stuff, yeah. James. But yeah, we probably got found out a little bit. Yeah, so obviously
0: that sort of downturn in form at that in that season um, meant that sort of uh, Steve Gibson opened the checkbook book, and after the success of Janino in that season, which he, he must have been a joy to play with, yeah. um, in that first season of the club, you, uh, he he was sort of the the main man, but he was joined by his compatriot Emerson and yeah. a certain Fabrizio Ravinelli that summer. So obviously yeah. we know what happened after that, but first, first of all, did you feel? Sort of bringing in these big names, who I imagine—I'm not saying I know, but I imagine—they run a big lot of money and perhaps a lot more than some of the other members of the squad. Members of the squad, yeah. did that maybe harm team spirit a little, or was that just a, a, maybe a media myth they liked to perhaps per- perpetuate?
1: Yeah, I think that's a bit of a media myth because the year before we bought Nick Barnby in, uh, yeah, he yeah. would have done Bam- big money. Yeah, was on serious yeah. money, but Nick Barnby yeah. was a terrific player who, who won us games, and obviously Janino yeah. was in there as well who. He was on serious good good money, but won us games of football, and in the end of the day, he got us probably win bonuses, what we was all getting then. So Janino, exactly. yeah, yeah was a team. He's uh, one of the team, and Emerson was one of the team. And does it matter about the money because the the, the chairman had put a focus on that? If you if you do well, that everybody does well bonuses and so and so so it was good and I don't think we, you signed your contract then when we was played you signed contract and you dealt with it and you got on with it whatever money you signed for for that two or three or four years whatever it was that was your contract I think it's a bit different now with Premier League players now they look at other people he's walked in the door he's on 50 grand a week more than me I would have changed but we never thought about that no, so that no. was a bit different. Um, but obviously, when my friend Mr. Ravinelli, came in, things changed a little bit. Things changed. He he was a little bit different to what we was used to as as, yeah. a, as a Middlesbrough team, as a, as a as a camp. Not saying he wasn't. A, a, he was a bad egg. I'm not not saying he was a bad egg. He was just different, and th- and there was there was a problem that a lot of the players and myself couldn't adapt to.
0: Yeah, understandable. Like I say yeah, sir. Obviously, you've played with foreign players at Aston Villa, and you know yeah. with, you, with you Dwight Yorks and your Matt Bosnitz, and you're yeah. used to different sort of societies. But perhaps was he maybe a bit a bit big time, a little bit sort of uh, believing his own hype? Yeah. I
1: suppose. he was on his own hype. He scored goals and, and things, but it was not. It was it was one of them. He had the feelings, and this is not myself. Is the, we all had the feeling you could get beat five one. He'd score, but he'd be over the moon, <laughs> and, and that's not the way that striker's for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's his I strikers. Think, Plus, he was playing yeah. for Middlesbrough, a hard-working football club in the northeast. that yeah. fans had to go to work and bring the money about that. Absolutely. And he was like, mm, that's not what I really think. In that way, at times he was excellent. At times he had, he had nothing to do with the team. It was it was a individual thing. But that's the way football has changed that. You could just see the changing of the guard there, of footballers yeah. doing different things, what they wanted to do. Now everybody does that. They all Absolutely. have their own rooms. They all go to the games on their own. They all don't want to sit on the coach with the boys. They all don't want to eat with the boys now. So it's yes. changed. And at the time, we couldn't handle it. I
0: say that very certainly at the top level, it's changed beyond yes. beyond absolute yes. recognition. And maybe exactly. at the lower levels, perhaps non-league, lower leagues, it's perhaps yeah. a little bit more like, you know, a little bit more like it used to be perhaps, but yeah. certainly at the top level. Yeah. Um, like you say, changing the guard around that time where a, lot, a big influx of foreigners came in. Yeah. So obviously that season... Ended in not just one disappointment, but three in a way, as you lost somehow managed to get to two cup finals and got and got relegated, which again is probably another pub quiz question. Yeah. Um You lost the FA Cup final to Chelsea two 0 I think it was yeah. was that Dimarzio Di in twenty about seconds, twenty seconds, yeah. 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 And that was
1: it. That was a game you didn't play in at the FA Cup no. final, though. Were you injured or? Well, I was injured. I had answering problem the last few games, and that's the little bit of. Uh, Scuff all I had with Ravenelli on the day before the, on the, day of the game as well, where we'll talk about that as much. I
0: see, I see. right. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that in a minute, but yeah. I noticed that you
0: played in both games of the League Cup final. Yes. Uh, obviously, yeah. went to a replay with Leicester, which unfortunately, in, in an extra time, were, yeah. went against you. Um, yeah. And you, you were booked in both games, I noticed. Yeah. And a bit of a recurring theme that scene, because I noticed you played yeah. 40 games and we had 12 bookings. So yeah. was that was that a bit of a, a theme developing that you were sort of getting a bit more wholehearted, shall we say? Or be I was probably to more, more thinking, aggressive?
1: yeah, poor, probably more thinking I should play center half because the legs were just a little bit. But we we, we played, I think we must have played 60 games that season
2: because say, obviously yeah, we had
1: replays in this, replays in that, and then the, the cup final and extra time. So we played a lot of, lot of games, uh, and trying to trying to play on that pushed on right back role. All season for forty games, it's difficult the way we to I was going to say, play. yeah, yeah. Um, a lot so of energy expanded was. Yeah, we should have won the League Cup final. We should have won the week. We we've won the look With we, we missed chance at the champ. We should have gone. We could have won four or five on the day. Leicester left it two v one at the back. We just didn't take our chances, and then we conceded last oh, kick of uh, extra right, time. On. Was that Steve yeah. Walsh? you so. has made. got enough the crossbar. That's right. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't research that. It's literally just a yeah. memory. So I'm quite, quite yeah. impressed with so myself then. And yeah. then obviously that year as well, we got three points deducted for not turning up at Black Blackburn well, that, as well.
0: That was the thing I was going to come across yeah. there. I didn't actually check how many points you yeah. went down by, but did was was that we vital? Going on. goal difference. <laughs> You're joking, right? So yeah. that was the that was that was coming to my, pretty much my next question. Yeah. Just, yeah. just coming back to what you mentioned about. Uh, an issue with with Fabrizio Raminelli. Do, do you want to expand on that? Or is that yeah. Rather, yeah.
1: Well, what, what happened is, is uh, with three games to go, obviously, Rab had done his hamstring, uh, didn't come to, especially didn't come to last game season, which was Leeds, where we needed to win to stay up. If we'd have won, yeah. we'd have stayed up. Definitely. If we'd have got a draw, we'd have had half a chance. So, I'd, I'd had hamstring problem. A couple of other players was injured. Um, and he didn't turn off he was getting treatment in Italy. But to for for us the players that the 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 main thing to do is stopping the stopping the premiership. Of course. Uh, yeah. And he yeah. and he didn't turn up because his his hamstring was problem. So obviously we got relegated. We we lost we lost the game at Leeds. I think a draw would have kept us up. In the end the point would have kept us up we went down on goal difference. So we come to the next week, we don't see Ravenelli for for the sort of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and we're going to the FA Cup on the on the Saturday. <laughs>
0: Must be a weird feeling back.
1: that yeah. yeah. But that's the way it was all the year and he came and he was fit, he was strong, he was good but he'd had hamstring problem and not trained and We was a bit worried. And I'd said to the guy look, my hamstring's a bit sore. I'm struggling here. I'm not involved. And and a couple a couple of other lads said, look, I'm struggling. I think I can't remember it was Derek White, he said he was injured. I yeah. love, somebody else, Alan Moore said they're struggling. and I did an interview with the paper, which was rightly or wrongly. The 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 press bloke said to me, What would your team be on Saturday? And I said, This is what I think that my team would be. And this is what I think Chelsea's team would be. And I also said, well, why would you play this team? I said, because we've got relegated. We've lost in one cup final. We need to go out and make sure everybody's 110% fit and go and go really hard and, and try and win this game to make sure the season ends in not bad. So
0: you'd left oh, Ravenelli out of the team. That so I'd, I'd left really out of the team. Yeah, not just because it. he'd been injured.
1: Yeah, Yeah. So on the day of the cup final, obviously he had, he was, he was having the picture where you had the suits on, the glasses on, the new tie on. And he, he had, a, he has a couple of bouncers with him. Or a couple of <laughs> gunmen, whatever you want to call them. I'm not too sure what they are. Bouncers, what I called them. We'll so call he, them bouncers it, for the, yeah, the purposes. He <laughs> was behind me and, and pushes me, he was around this picture, spits at me and takes a swing at me. Wow. He so like, says, oh, you paper, you sure you're not play. and playing. So obviously we have a scuffle. Yeah. And all the lads are not happy with having the other way. He's done it. And, I just get on yeah. with it. As the story goes on, and obviously the story goes on, I don't get a chance to sit on the bench where even if you're not sub, you can sit on the bench at Wembley. Yeah. The gaffer said, that's not a good idea. So they put me in a stand and I was, sat in the, I was quite funny because I was sat in the, the roll box next, to, next but one to Pelly. So, <laughs> really, I had a good seat. So I was very fortunate with that. I'm not sure he knew how I was. Definitely didn't, but I knew he was. <laughs> and um, after 15 minutes, Ravenelli never, never had a run and then one run, Bank hamstring, one night down at the time. Yeah, he came off, time. didn't he? Yeah, right, came right. off. Which, in the half-time, everybody was kicking off in the dressing room. Everybody. But Obviously, I'd said it first on a couple of days before, he shouldn't play. Now, everybody oh, yeah. has their... Well, and it's not a good atmosphere in the dressing room at half-time in the FA Cup finals. Was it still 1-0 at
0: that point? Or? Still
1: 1-0, but yeah, the game yeah. makers yeah. flying all over the dressing room and there's bouncers oh, wow. in there, The two bouncers oh, in there trying to protect him and he wasn't good. He wasn't good in, and I felt a little bit guilty about it, but it was a comment I made Which was right? He ended up right. You shouldn't play because he's not fit. Yeah,
0: and like I say, if if he'd realized the context behind what he was saying, then he probably wouldn't have reacted. to Exactly. Case of miscommunication, language barriers, all that kind of thing. But
1: there was a lot of language barriers I don't understand. (laughs) That year, in that dressing room, there's a lot of people say, "I don't understand." But when they were saying, (laughs) "Oh, well done," they understood that. they said, "Come on, you need a bit more of you." I don't understand. Me not speak English. That was the problem. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it certainly sounded that way, and obviously must have been very yeah. deflating for you after such a good, such a good two years at the club to, to have that relegation on yeah. your uh, on your CV, which you know would have been something that, especially two cup defeats as well, yeah, uh, must yeah. have been very very difficult for you because you obviously loved your time at Borough up to that point. So yeah. obviously now we come to your time at, at Bolton Wanderers. Um, yeah. You was it again? Your decision. Were you knocking on Brian Robson, uh, Steve Gibson's door to to sort of say no. I want I want to stay in the Premier League, or was it more of a case that Bolton had come in for you, and uh, and you and you wanted and you thought you know I can stay in the top flight where I've spent five in my last six seasons,
1: yeah.
0: um, it was more of a case that they that Bolton approached Middlesbrough and they sort of said to you what do you want to do Neil was was that how it came about
1: exactly I was sat on the on the train on the way back from the FA Cup final on Sunday. We were getting the train back to Middlesbrough. All the players, all the staff, the fans, and we'd have this private train. And my phone went, I don't recognise that number. And I never, even then, this old big big phone I had, I thought that's a bit So I answered it and I said, (laughs) Coxie. I went, hi, it's Colin Todd." Colin Todd. But obviously I'd played with Andy at Middlesbrough. So I knew, yeah. I, I knew Andy, So and obviously Colin was a le- bit of a legend at the Borough and Bruce Rioc and everything, so I knew what was going on. He said, listen, we've met an inquiry, Middlesbrough are going to uh, uh, accepted a bid from us. I would like to know if you're interested, which I'd just been offered a new contract at Middlesbrough. They'd sent me in, in writing, which I was disappointed about, but they sent me a good contract through the post, which really I was their first million pound signing. The way they did it was a bit wrong. I don't know if it was tongue-in-cheek to offer me or not. But when Colin Todd rung me and said what the plans was, go to another new stadium.
0: Yeah, um, I was going to say and, two and years this, in a row yeah,
1: that you had entered yeah. a new stadium. Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking, I said to, I said to Colin, I said, Listen, I really do appreciate it. I said, can I just get this day out of the way? And yeah. I'll ring you back and I'll come and see you Wednesday or Thursday. I'd also had a couple of offers to go play in Italy on a free transfer. I oh. had one or two, but the, uh, but Middlesbrough was so unhappy that they was going to get one point five million for me, but I was I was going to walk out the door for nothing. Ah, so so you, they was So a, they, could, yeah. they could do it because they were based in Italy, is that some sort yeah, of European? But that's when the Bosman rule. Bosman rule, right? Yeah. yeah, right. But in yeah, England, you couldn't. But in, no. uh, to go abroad, you could. So I was I was not looking that. I was just disappointed the way Middlesbrough had handled it by sending yeah. me a contract offer through the post. Would you have expected like, maybe?
0: Not maybe not Brian Robson, but someone at the club to I'll ring you and, and have yeah. a chat with you, yeah. Or, or, or even, to
1: down and... my, yeah, my agent said, so, Listen, Coxie, they've offered you this, what do you reckon? But I didn't have got it through the post, which so I was straight, but they had to offer me by a certain date, yeah. yeah. So when Colin Todd rang me, um, I, we, we did the celebration through Middlesbrough and I spoke to, them. I, I rang the gaffer, I said, Look, gaffer, can I come and see you tomorrow? So Brian Robson, I need a chat, yeah. So I went, went in, see, so said, Listen, what's the situation? He says, Well, we just think what's going on. I went, Okay, gaffer, not a problem. So I've like, spoke to Colin. So said, I've also spoke to a couple of, uh, my agent spoke to a couple of Italian clubs. And we got, we're going to go, I'm going to speak to, to Bolton next week and I'll get back to you. And I didn't fall out with him. I didn't fall out with the chair. No, no. I didn't fall out with anybody at the football club. I said, look, whatever wherever it's, wherever it's right, I'll make sure it's right for me and I'll, I'll tell you. And that's how it was.
0: Right. Well, just, just expanding on that slightly, Neil, if so you don't mind. Um, the um, Italian clubs, do you mind, Devils, you need a word? It's out of interest. What,
1: Bari was one of them. Bari had shown interest right. when David, I was David Latt's uh, old club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What happened, yeah. What happened at Aston Villa, um, Tony Daly was meant to go to Bari. Yeah. Um, Followed
0: in Platt's footsteps
1: or before, this was, before this was before. This was before. before. And right. they'd come to watch and, I, and I, me and Tony Daly played really well on, on one night. On, on the. I played right back. On the right, right in the field. yeah. Anyway, he did his knee a couple of weeks later so the deal was dead. He was meant to go to Bayern, I was meant to go with him as a, as a right back. Or the agents have said, This is what's looking to happen. But he did his knee, day, Tony Daly. Never really came back from it.
0: Was that and, something uh, you fancied at the time? Well, I was in I, your villa days.
1: Yeah, I didn't really know anything about it. I was just shocked <laughs> when I found out. My <laughs> agent didn't really tell me because <laughs> right. he, we was all waiting to find out what was happening with Tony Daly. And then yeah, I don't course, think yeah. Tony Daly knew about it. It
0: was Tony like a double deal. Looking sort
1: of. at, yeah, looking after himself. And then obviously it was a big shock. And then when, when, when Middlesbrough had. Uh, Offered a contract and my agent had spoke to a couple club, of clubs. Bari came again and said, Look, what's the situation? So they was um an and Aaron to fly over and go speak to him. Right. But they're in the they, played...
0: they Syria at the moment. Uh, they Syria at
1: the moment. Yeah, the yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, and we so, played so. there. We played there with Middlesbrough in that Anglo Italian Cup. Oh, uh, really? Right. We played against them. And I think there was about 300 people there in this 80,000 <laughs> people stadium at that cup competition at the time. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, well, that so, so started.
0: Was that something that you wanted your agent to explore a bit more? Or were you sort of did you have a, quite a young family at that
1: point? And no, I was, you, I was, I was just going to get, ma- I was getting married. That yeah, time. that was it
0: because you got married in, when you when you moved to Bolton. So I noticed an yeah. article in the Bolton Evening yeah. News that said you got married the summer you moved to Bolton. Yeah. So, so, so you yeah. could, so you could have gone and got married in yeah. Italy and, and could have spent yeah. ten years in Italy. Could have gone a completely yeah. different, different yeah. direction, couldn't it? But could have so done. Those, those sliding doors moments happen quite often don't they in football yeah. so so yeah. obviously I've, I've, my next question let me just scroll down because my next yeah. question you've kind of answered me about about how was your relationship with Colin so did you come across him before you've already explained that to me yeah. so did, yeah. he, did he sort of promise you in a certain way that you would be getting first team minutes straight away because given the, the way that we obviously I, I did a yeah. podcast with Chris two weeks ago about our first season at Burnham uh, sorry our last season at Burnham Park yeah. which was yeah. an unbelievable season where we got 100 100 goals ninety eight points and we yep. were we we're absolutely superb so did he yep. sort of promise your first team minutes or did you just say look Coming to the club, we've we've got you know a good good bunch of lads who, who are playing well. Don't think any of them left from that season. Um, they all came with us to the Premier League. So you had a, you had a bit of a job in your hands, sort of go straight into the team, I'd imagine. And uh, but yeah. you did you did do that. Um, yeah.
1: What happened was he. Yeah, remember him telling me when I got to. We met. He, I, I think we met on the Thursday. Uh, um, what was the hotel at the top of the hill? Um, oh, you went past. Burnham, there was a hotel. Yeah, in Bolton. There's a, there's a, going back
0: met, now. I've not been to Bolton for about three years. Yeah,
1: there was a <laughs> hotel right at the back of the hill, uh, uh, Bolton. I met in a hotel there. Right. Um, I met Colin Todd, and, and we spoke. And I met the, with the secretary at the time, and uh, we talked personal terms, which was which was fine. And I, I all I was going to was just for talks. I said, to Paul, yeah. I come for talks. I'll have a chat. Bang 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 and, and that's all it was. So what so sort of vibe I, yeah, you get, so yeah. yeah. We, we had a comp with no agent involved. My agent was on the way up driving up at the time because I, I had an agent for the first time and I thought I better need one because he was trying to do the deal to to a yeah So what happened is he, he he came in, Colin Todd came in, we we had a I think we had a cup of tea and he said, Look, this is what this is what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to bring yourself in, I'm looking to bring a fullback in, which was Robbie Elliott,
0: which, Robbie Elliott,
1: which yeah. I knew I so he broke his um, leg he he says, did he a few, uh, get, few games yeah,
0: into his career, but
1: yeah. And I said, and what I'm looking to do is is to, to push you on and bring a couple of others in, better plays in, but you're in as a squad. I, my Both full-backs did really well last year. Yeah, I need to pressure... Good name, Jimmy Phillips, yeah. Yeah, I need to put them under pressure in the Premiership. Of course, So yeah. we sat there, we talked personal terms, which shocked me really, I'll be honest with you. The, the money they was offering, wages-wise... In a time, bad way, yeah, a good way. No, a good, really a good, good. way. Oh, they right. more than doubled what Middlesbrough offered me in the Premiership. So Seriously? I was like... That's I was surprising. surprised. I was surprised yeah. the wages they were talking, and I was said. I can remember saying, "Said, are you sure?" <laughs> and I said, "And then the agent come through the door." So my agent come through the door. I said, "Look, I'm going to speak to my agent five minutes. I'll be back." I was only five minutes. The so agent said, "Listen, we're going to look for this, this, and this, and let's see. And, and then if they don't offer you, then we'll, we'll go somewhere else." I said, "They've already they've gone above that already. <laughs> no way." So I'm telling you. So we walked in with them. We sat down with them. I said, There's my, They offered, they put it in the writing, they showed him it on the bit of paper. I said, I'll sign for that, no problem. Because I just wow. felt yeah. the wages was really good. But the way he said, Listen, it's not about you coming in, you're going to play. It's you're going to fight for your position because we've got a good squad here. Moves to a new stadium and everything like that. The wages were fantastic, which I was surprised about as a fullback yeah. getting sort of, God, I don't know what everybody else was earning, but <laughs> the, the way they dealt with the club, they said, Listen, this is what we're going to offer, we're going to build for the future and we're going to go, this training ground's going to be right, this ground's going to be right, the, the new ground's going to be spot on. We're
0: yeah, going to be on. fair, we, we, oh were my going, God. we were going places then yeah. at, at that point. Yeah. So, you know, absolutely fair. And that was, that's yeah. a bit of an eye-opening to me that that we would beat Middlesbrough on wages yeah. by so much at that Easily. point. Because obviously Steve Gibson's a, a, a done done a superb yeah. job. It's, it's, he's still chairman, isn't he?
1: Still chairman now.
0: Crazy. He must yeah. be longer serving chairman in the Football League now, surely.
1: Yeah.
0: And... Um, so, like I say, I was, you know, it was just really interesting to hear, hear your take on that. But obviously, not just the money; it's the fact that you know you, you've got on with Colin Todd. He's, he's from your yeah. neck of the woods, sort yeah. of, isn't he? And uh, yeah. he's, uh, you know, like you say, bolting a, a team on the up. And obviously, you, you'd be if you did sign another contract for Borough, who've not exactly dealt with it in the, the way you would yeah. like it to have been dealt with. Yeah. Um, you'd be playing Championship football, and this is Premier League football. So, so you've decided to sign for the Wanderers, and and obviously you're moving to it to to the, the Reebok as you've just. Yeah. Uh, Play. You've just literally played the first season at the first uh, two seasons <laughs> at the Riverside. Yeah. So, just a quick question about. About stadiums, really? Would you say you prefer? I think I probably know the answer, really. But most people would give give the second option. But do you sort of prefer the newer stadiums with the better facilities, like the Reebok or Riverside, or do you prefer the older stadiums that are more steeped in history, such as Glanford Park, Villa Park, Gresty yeah, Road, etc.?
1: I was old Showground, and then obviously moved to
0: Glanford Park. My yeah. first year yeah. was
1: at Princess so then. But I, I preferred the old ground. I thought the atmosphere was better at the old ground. Yeah, of course. Are, yeah, park yeah, was yeah. Boundary Park. I played there many times.
0: Yeah, played, exactly.
1: That the atmosphere was unbelievable, but football had to change. And, and the way
0: it did, yeah, yeah.
1: Park to uh, Riverside was different. But you look at Burnham Park to the Reebok Stadium at the time it was a massive change, it's hugely the Reebok, different. Yeah. the Reebok was special. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong, the other two was really nice, but going to Reebok Stadium was special, it was different to every other stadium you've seen. It was probably something you expected to see in, in Brazil or something like that. The way they've done it, and <laughs> yeah. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, so, it was. I mean, that was a big the... thing. Colin Todd made sure he showed me around there for a sign of contract. So this is what we're going to play at, and I was yeah. like, "Wow, this is stunning." So it was
0: stunning. It, I it remember was, walking yeah. in with with my mate and his dad, and it was just yeah. it, we, the first day we went in against Everson and. Um, yeah, I think he played. He played in that yeah. game, and yeah. it was just um, it was just something else, wasn't it? And yeah, it was, yeah. It, was it was quite different to any any other state, apart from maybe I think Huddersfield's had been done and by the same yeah. designer, Alf, Alfred McAlpine. Yeah. But I had not seen that stadium because they were they were league below yeah. us. So you know, looking at that stadium, we we're, were just so proud of it at the time. We yeah. were just so proud of the team as well, even in yeah. that season. Um, the first you know the, the season he signed, I thought we would just. We did so well and we were so unlucky yeah. to go down, really. But just looking yeah. at that season, Neil, you, you you played up until the Coventry game in late August yeah. and, uh, in the 2-2. Were you, were you injured in that game? So you missed a few months until the boxing oh, but, made Roy Barnsley?
1: Well, what the problem was, and it's quite funny, I'd, done, I'd felt my hamstring at Middlesbrough at the end of the following season. So, yeah, you mentioned, yeah. I, I'd, had, I'd had a break and come through and then knew anyway, I... Um, I Got in, I got through pre season, never felt no hamstring, no problem. Got through the first game, Southampton, Everton, whatever, them games we play, and all of a sudden my hamstring felt a problem. So I said, My content, I saw the physio at the time, my hamstring's a little bit of a problem. I said, Let's not rush this, make sure it's fine, because obviously you'd had problems before. Didn't yeah. know what was going on after all this time. I I just kept problems with my hamstring, but we couldn't sort it out, and it, it all in seven or eight years later when we found out I had a stress factor yeah. in my back. Back, so always,
0: always, I was about to say, was yeah. it always stems from the back, doesn't it? hamstring yeah.
1: injuries generally, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't until eight years, seven years later that we really found out the proper problem, nah. bit, and I kept playing. Shame so you didn't to, find
0: out earlier, isn't it? like In, well, in the sense that it always yeah. troubled you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I, I missed a few games, and obviously I've seen Robbie Elliott get injured. The Everton game where the ball was, two yards over the line which cost us in the end which was all wrong
0: really the irony of it being Everton, who obviously yeah. stayed up and we went down. Exactly. So in, yeah. in relation to that season, obviously you, you you ended up as a as a regular. You came back in the Boxing Day draw with Barnsley and were pretty much a regular yeah. ever since. You uh, yeah. that game against Barnsley, Goodney Bergson managed to smash one in from about seventy-eight yards or whatever it was. Yeah, um, yeah that's right. um, Like I say, you were pretty much a regular uh, from that point until the end of the season. But um, Colin Todd obviously switched from a back four, I think perhaps at this maybe sort of second part of the season, perhaps in January, February and you ended up playing in, as a, as a yeah. win-back again in, in a five, which yeah. uh, again, I, I think really, really suited you remembering that season yeah. pretty vividly. Um, how good yeah. was that side in 97 that you played in in Bolton and how, how, did, how unlucky were we to go down, did you feel?
1: Well, it was probably one of the best sides I'd played with because we had some such good players. Blake, he was up front, which was an handful when you got him on your side. Yeah, Keep I always you thought you had a
0: really good relationship with Nathan Blake. I always noticed I was, yeah, I I was going to celebrate with him, to with him and got to get on with him. Yeah. yeah.
1: We had a great dressing room. So before anything, before you get boys fighting for each other and you, the, things wasn't going well because at times time we went to Southampton, didn't get the look at a break and obviously we got the result. And then the Everton game, we had a couple of other games where we thought, Jesus, I, I think it was away way Everton we didn't get the right result. We should have had a penalty after. Th- oh, Tottenham side penalty after a minute. He didn't give it, and then a minute later we go one 0 down, and the just things wasn't going for us. But yeah. You look around the dressing room. There was there was Jerry Taggett, which was a it was a great character. Chris Fairclough was a great character. Jimmy Phillips was a good character. John Sheridan was at the place, which was an unbelievable that- player. The whole side just had was just full of yeah. prop, proper players, but also
0: fighters as well, which we sort yeah. of referred to a couple of weeks yeah. ago in our podcast. Yeah. And like, yeah. like, you, like you just said, it, it was a team sort of full of full of quality and full of decent people and decent players, yeah. players really. Yeah. Good lads.
1: Yeah. Good lads. Perfranson and and Michael Johansson, really, really good lads. That, yeah. It was just like a, a, a team spirit that we had. You walked into walked into the dressing room before a game or into training and you'd get some stick off everybody didn't matter who it was you'd get some stick but you had to look after yourself but it was really good banter and everybody joined in with everything and we tried like on the pitch everybody worked so hard for each other but it was like a really good squad to play for because they pushed you to win games and come on we're better than this and we just didn't have no luck I felt so much for Colin Todd because he tried everything he did everything we did the way we wanted to play he wanted to play the right way he didn't want it to launch it forward. He wanted to try and play through uh, spaces, play through walls, getting people turning Absolutely, in half. Yeah. He, he was brilliant. And he was growing yeah. to play for, but he, we just didn't get the run of the green. The decisions that year for that football club was ridiculous. Really?
0: I know. We, we, I just felt it was, it was such an unlucky season and we just
1: yeah. like I say we had
0: um, I remember I think it was a, a chap Gaetano De Lancer came in Swiss striking, Yeah and he right. had a goal disallowed in the last seconds, mm. dying seconds against Leeds for either a draw yeah. or a win a draw. just stuff like that yeah. he was never offside I've not, no. not watched it back to this day because the yeah. highlights weren't readily available unless you, yeah. unless you stayed up and watched back to the day you, you wouldn't see yeah. it unless you video no, it, I remember. it so yeah, remember the just, chances just that, that sticks out in my head